Hello and welcome to Tashi Station Radio, where we talk power converters and sell X-Wing. We are completely sold out of X-Wing, so today we're just going to talk about power converters. Did I get that right? Probably not. <laughs> I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Hale. I'm Alex Smittle. And I'm Poor Jenkins. And hey, it's been two weeks. What have we all been up to in the meantime? Uh, we just saw each other like 48 hours ago. Uh, what did we do this weekend, guys? I lost. X-Wing. Oh, X-Wing. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, the Von Greg Open hosted at our local uh, game cafe in Independence. We all went to it, a 15-person tournament. Greg made it all the way out to play in the tournament that is named after him. And I, uh, I have once again lost an event named after me. So feel free to You did not it. lose the hardest, however. You that at least went true. two and two. Uh I can say straight off the bat, I had a rough day of it. Not only had I been on a bit of a slump going into it, I had my first match on camera against Alex and got hammered, and our second match against uh, the Game Cafe proprietor, John Reinig. John is an incredible player who only gets to play like once or twice a year, but when he does, he just shows up, wrecks everybody, gets his applause, and leaves town. John's a great guy, and I hate losing to him at every single tournament. <laughs> one day, one day I will come up uh, ahead. But uh, I went 0-2 and, and dropped because I had some lawn uh, care to take care of and because I was a bit salty and didn't want to ruin everybody's day with my bad mood. But, uh, Greg, you went 2-2 two and two after not getting to play in a reasonably large tournament for quite some time. Uh, what'd you run? Um, I flew Grievous, uh, uh, Previsla, and... Darth Maul, so they were all pretty thick. Um, it was a lot of fun. I yeah, I went two and two. My well, I had one loss that was by one point. Um, and then I I don't know if I tried very hard in the last game, but that was a it was a big loss. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was. Uh, I really enjoy putting Darth Maul back on the table, and I'm having fun with Pre Vizsla and uh, Grievous has finally found a solid uh, build for him. So. It's been right. fun to put Separatists on the board. Now, three ships, uh, not so great uh, with the objectives and such, but it was fun. It puts out a lot of damage. We talked about it a bit in our last episode uh, when we were discussing the Separatists, but uh, having played all four of the scenarios with it, what do you feel that a list like that, what scenario does it uh, lend itself best to? Um, <laughs> okay, I'm just going to get this out of the way because I'm so salty about it. At the first... A scenario which was chance, chance engagement encounter, yeah. encounter. and engagement. I was that was supposed to be my good one, and uh, I made uh, Jason uh, recycle his damage deck, and I still lost the game. <laughs> Holy so I don't understand. I do understand why, but I don't like why. Um, so I was quite salty about that. Just mm -hmm. like in general, like, and I keep saying this, it's like a me problem because like. To me, that should have never happened, but also maybe I just walloped too hard on one or two ships, you know, and then, but this is, this is going beyond your question. Um, he had a six ship rebel list, all yes. named pilots. Of six course. ship rebel is brutal, man. And, but that shouldn't exist. <laughs> like kid. Okay. So ugh, I'll get to that later. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, it, it does seem a little brutal. weird. It's, but yeah. Yeah. So I do all the damage to him, and I lose by one point uh, just because of, like, literally, like, just because of positioning. Like, I was on the outside, which is where my big ships want to be, and he was on the inside and got the points from the, uh, from the thing. But, uh, let's see. I did, uh, Assault at the Satellite Array against Tyler, I think. That was a fun game. That seems pretty on... good, especially with Rook being able to uh, be that large base and possibly claim multiple points. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a, a big one. Uh, Maul and Vizsla were taking points uh, just being like just big chonky boys in the middle of the board uh, a couple of times. Um, but it's on stream. Uh, that's the one I played on stream, uh, so people can go watch that. Yeah, we will link these from Game Cafe's page when they go up. Yeah. Um, so so that was fine. Uh, and then, let's see. I had a really big loss in the cargo one, which, I'm going to be honest, I'm just not a fan of the cargo mission regardless. Like, I just don't really like to play it. Mm-hmm. So I get, like, I've only played it twice. And there's a reason I've only played it twice. Uh, and I just, like, when we play I just, like, I don't, I don't know why I don't like it. But I don't like it. Maybe because I like to fly ships uh, that want to do the zero turn. Um, yeah, you're like me. We like our ships that do advanced well, maneuvers. Yeah, and that's why it's like, oh, I guess I have to drop this thing now. Okay, I guess I won't play the objectives and I'll just try to kill you and then not kill you. But yeah. So that one was kind of frustrating. But uh, no, I had a... And then I played Lindsay in one of them. And um, uh, it was a, that was a great game. I enjoyed that. That was almost a mirror match. She had... Bo-Katan, I had uh, Free Vis. Mm-hmm. So, but that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a good day all together, you know, and I got to see everybody. And Andy. on your your drop, I think you you know, you did, because if it affects somebody else's fun, I I think you made the right choice. I, I didn't yeah. know that you weren't having a good time, but when you told me, I was like, ah, oh, man, okay. Yeah, we, we've talked about this a bit for, uh, before on the podcast about what happens yeah. when you get tilted. And this is one of those things, and definitely no shade to either of my opponents. Alex and John both played great games. Alex in my game was a lot closer than it appeared. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can shade. That's cool. Well, no, because you, you, you weren't, you know, being a jerk about it. It's that, you know, your list, absolutely a great list that we'll get to in a moment. And uh, I made a lot of player error going into it. And I was so mad at myself for that. I started second guessing myself and it compounded. And I brought that into my second game uh, against John, who was flying a Goran, Nash, and a bunch of Alpha Interceptors. And I did not fully realize how Goran's new ability works. It means until you kill him, you just can't fire ordnance at people, and uh, it it felt pretty bad. Uh, I even had an R three astromech that could have kind of negated that, but I was busy. I was running a uh, wedge thane, uh, it it Sam with Ursa Ren, so the R three idea of lock her to give it a lock, and then uh, Sabine and Hobby. And I realized after I had fallen completely out of. I, I lost both my, uh, you know, X-Wings going, you know, there, I can't pull this out and I should have played this completely differently. And I was kicking myself so much about it. And at that point, that's when I realized I was like, I'm about to start swearing at myself and there's a seven-year-old child in the room. So maybe I need to go cool my head. I don't think I'm going to enjoy playing it out for the rest of the day. I don't want to make everybody else's day miserable. And again, that's all on me as the player. But we've talked about this before. Sometimes you just get into one of those salty moods. And the important thing is 
recognize it and do what you can about it. So I think I learned a lot from those losses. And the first thing I thought of all weekend was just, I want to throw this list in the garbage, but it's, it's still Mm -hmm. a solid list. I feel good about it. I uh, just have learned what mistakes not to make. Uh, And speaking of rebel lists that do rather well, uh, Doug, how'd you do at the tournament? Uh, I went three and one. Uh, My loss was also to John because it turns out, I also really want to fire torpedoes and Gorn's ability is the same across two games. Um, yeah, uh, so I played round one against. Um, oh, brain going blank. Uh, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Hobbs, local yeah, Jim, oh, yeah. uh, and uh, he had a, a five ship republic list. And uh, it's the it turns out uh, Luke. So I, I, what I was running was uh, Luke with outmaneuver Protorps, instinctive aim, R three afterburners. That's so dumb. Maybe My God, what does that all fit? That should that should be like a hundred and five point ship yeah, in two point um, oh. Essentially, it's it's Protorps, and if you don't look at him, he's Wedge. Uh, so then the second ship I brought was Wedge with Protorps, <laughs> afterburners, and enduring. Uh, who it turns out is. Protorps with Wedge. Uh, so that's two ships that hit really hard and can potentially lower your, your agility. Uh, and then I brought Shara in the Ark with Ursa Ren and the Child. Uh, so <clears throat> for those that don't know, Ursa Ren's ability is she can maintain up to two locks. They have to be on different objects. And whenever a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 of the person carrying Ursa is target locked, the ship carrying Ursa gets to acquire a target lock. Yeah, uh, and so then- if I lock anybody on your team, Ursa gets that lock. Correct. And then Shara's ability kicks yeah, in. Yeah, well, so one other thing is I have the child, who's too free force. Uh, <laughs> yes. And in this list, it's very free force, because uh, normally the condition is you give two of your opponent's ships, they get to choose the ability to target lock you after they attack. You don't want to target lock Shara. <laughs> oh she God. target locks you back. That's uh, so dumb. Yeah, you and then Shara's ability is on offense or defense, she can spend a target lock on the person attacking or the person she's attacking to add an eye result. Uh, so essentially I just have full mods on offense and defense all the freaking time. Uh, and people don't want to trigger the child's ability. Uh, <laughs> so she's, she's just a nasty five points. I think she's really underrated. Did you uh, and then I had Hobby because I had two combo? points left over. Uh, people have been running Ursa a lot and uh-huh. people have been running the child a lot. And I was like, Hey, put them uh-huh. together. I don't know if I'm the first person that did that, but uh, right. Yeah. That was a solid I'm, combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, one thing I will say is that uh, you should still pick up the locks on Shara, because uh, I have R3 on Luke, so I can target lock the person I want to Protorp, and then target lock a friendly ship just to trigger Shara. Uh, Derek doesn't care about his action, so he'll just target lock a friendly ship to give Shara a target lock, so essentially I get to build in a coordinate now with a two-point ship. Uh, so you picking up locks on Shara doesn't really affect what I want to do, it just gives you target locks. So if you play against that, lid, that, that ship, still take your free target locks, because I think I don't think anybody took a target lock against me the whole day. Um, at least on not on, on Shara. Yeah. yeah. Um, like they, they never triggered the, the merciless pursuit, pursuit from the child, um, which is just doing yourself a disservice because then Shara is even tankier. Um, but yeah, so uh, I played Jim and I was able to delete a couple ships because outmaneuver Protorps. Uh, and then I played against uh, Jason, who beat Greg in the first round. And I one rounded one rounded in Abidism. Uh, so that one went heavily in my favor afterwards um and then i lost john pretty badly because he did a really good job of protecting goran so i just wasn't able to torp stuff uh and then i played tyler in the last round and uh my dice were insane and his were really bad and it uh, it just went downhill for him quick indeed 
you think you're gonna try some variants of this uh, four ship rebel going forward? Nope. <laughs> <Just to go laughs> on this. Uh, well, I mean, we've we've they've pretty much confirmed there's gonna be a points change uh, at the end of May. Uh, so this is what I'm taking to the scrub down, and uh, there's not not really a whole lot of point in experimenting with stuff until we know how much changes. Till then. That's fair. And uh, so that's pretty much all of us, uh, everything worth talking about from that tournament. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I don't think yeah, anybody did anything else notable. No, nobody else did anything notable. Yeah, I, would, I don't even know if I can even consider that I went, to be honest. like. Okay, fine. Smittle, how'd you do? I went I went, I went for now. Um, <laughs> dub. Wow, um, humble brag. That's yeah, it. loser. <laughs> um, I played Newt in the first round as he was saying. Um, the list I flew, I guess. Um, Mandalorian yeah. and the Razor Crest. Um, Outmaneuver Notorious, the Child, like on Doug Shara, Fenrau Crew, which is money. Yeah. And then the Contraband Cybernetics Razor Crest title. Um, Mandalorian Optics. Mm-hmm. Um, Mandalorian Optics is also money. If you can bring a Mandalorian Optics, bring a Mandalorian. It's so good on Char on, on uh, Sabine in the A wing as well. well it's it's so good on everybody. The only reason it's not a busted is hell card is because it's Mandalorian only. Yeah. So I think if you have a, a, a slot that can bring Mandalorian Optics and you're not, you're probably wrong. Um, then I brought old Terok without maneuver. We're seeing a trend. Um, Fearless, which seems counterintuitive. And Mandalorian Optics. Um, but the reason for the outmaneuver and the Fearless is a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Either you point at Terok and he gets rid of your green token and has Fearless, or you don't point at him and he has outmaneuver. Along um, with the target lock and a focus, because Mandalorian Optics and... Yeah. Focus. <laughs> True. yeah. It's, it's super full mods, and you lose your token, or full mods, and you don't get a, a green die. <laughs> like, it's pretty nasty. Does okay, hold on. I, I haven't played him in a hot minute, but does Terok take away a token or all your green all, tokens? All green tokens. Okay, because I was like, why don't I just joust him with Paylob? Oh, that's really bad. Good point. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> um, and then my third ship was Manaru because scum. Um, the standard ish Manaru build mostly R5P8, Punishing One, and Over Two Modulators. And I brought Cutthroat with my last two points, which kicked like, in so often. It's money. Um, and uh, like I got to recharge over two modulators twice, and I got two R5P8 charges back over the day, mm-hmm. um, which is just free rerolls. And then my last ship was Gamut Key on the Hawk, and uh, he just had Enduring and the Protectorate Gleb for some coordinates, which was useful. And then also, with Gamut Key's ability is huge, um, it combos really interestingly with overtuned modulators, because... If you use Gamma Key's ability to let them keep their calculates, they don't remove any green tokens, so they don't take any strain. Huh. Um, and then he has an easy time getting full mods as well. Even though it's a two-die turret, he can keep his focus from the turn before, and then he has lock into rotate, so he can always pretty much get a fully modified shot on something. Mm-hmm. That's pretty um, good. Yeah, like I played Newt in the first round. Um, it's on stream, so we don't talk too much. I uh, One thing I want to mention is I knew how the way you'd set up Wedge was pointed at a rock so you had to bank with him which is why zero stopped on turn one um yeah i didn't let wedge get into combat at all i knew i knew wedge was not going to be at the first turn of combat if i stopped um and that was true and then the the turn where i banked over your a-wings to block thane only uh, works only works if i'm first player if yep. i'm second player you block thane and, and wedge still lands and torps Terok. Yeah. so um 
Yeah. You, had, you were first player every single turn, and it worked out in your favor every single turn. Yeah, I'm like I'm I'm already really comfortable being first player from playing non-bid ace lists back in 2.0. Mm-hmm. So I really, when the situation's there, there I'm happy to be first player. And uh, my second round, I was also first player every round, except for setup. Um, and my second round was against Lindsay, um, who was playing the list similar to Greg's, Bo-Katan, Maul, and Grievous, and mm-hmm. uh, um. We traded Maul for or Bo-Katan for Manaru, and then I was winning nineteen to ten on objectives. And then the last turn, uh, Mandalorian killed the one health Grievous, and out Tarok took a range two outmaneuver full modded shot at the three health Maul, got three killing Maul. So I jumped up. Oh no! <laughs> Thirteen points in the last turn mm. to win thirty two to ten, but it was a much 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 closer oh. game than the score looked because yeah. uh, we were neck and neck for a long time. Um, and then my round three was against Justin Gearing out of Manhattan, who cut it at Epticon. Um, he was flying some first order stuff, and uh, that one was Scramble, and uh, he just couldn't keep up with the damage. Like, I outdamaged him, and my ships ended up being tankier, and uh, he didn't manage to kill anything, and I, I managed to get two ships of his off the board, which mm-hmm. let me win on objective points. And then round four was against John on stream. Um, with his Gorn list, and he unfortunately self-bumped Gorn into an interceptor on the first turn. Ooh! So my in high initiative Tarok and uh, Mandalorian just rolled up and target locked Gorn and killed him in the first round. So, um, and John unfortunately also split. He sent two interceptors against Manaru and four against Mandalorian, and he should have dogpiled Manaru. Which, mm-hmm. hey, if you want to beat a scum list with the Mandalorian, you should dogpile the other stuff first. Yeah. Because as we found out, the Mandalorian's ability, plus all the other stuff you can throw on him, makes him so tanky. And going into my opening engage with John, um, speaking of how tanky, I gamut keyed his focus from the turn before. And then I went in and I had an evade, I coordinated myself an evade with Gleb, and then went in and target lock. So I had force, force, evade, uh, focus and i was in four arcs so i made so he took six range two shots at the mandalorian with interceptors and he did three damage that shouldn't happen but yeah the mandalorian has 28 loadout points he does that's a lot it is he's a main character which understandably that you know i i think this is something that i like protagonists get a lot of loadout points. That's just how it goes, apparently. So, like, you think that's all they did when they were doing this? It's just like, oh, he's the main character of a show, 28 points. Yeah, you know, let him, let him have everything we've seen on the I show. I mean, that doesn't seem balanced. I don't think that's what's happening. I think what's happening is... They did that with Luke. Of, they even said I that. mean, they did that with all of the main characters. I think that's yeah. intentional. No, I'm, not, I'm, saying, I'm not saying they just did it without balance in mind. Oh, yeah. I, they probably I, said... We'll bounce X-Wings around a certain number of loadout points, and the highest one will go to Luke, kind of thing. I mean, a good mm-hmm. comparison for the Mandalorian is Q9 is the same initiative, also has a very good ability, and is a whole point cheaper in ship value. Like, he, he pays for having 28 loadout value. Like He does. Yeah, as a 7-point ship, that's definitely worth the 7 points you put into it. Uh, and, and the thing about the Mandalorian is he scales inversely to his opponent's ship count. Like, Greg, your list would have a much, much easier time chewing through the Mandalorian than other lists. Because yeah. if you have ranged three shots, his ability doesn't trigger. If you only have one shot on him, it doesn't trigger. If you only have side arcs or back arcs on him, it doesn't trigger. Like, it's it's pretty much something like John's list, the Mandalorian is a nightmare for, because his ability against John's list essentially says add a, a reinforced token at the start of combat. Yeah. 
And I want to point out, like as Doug said, the Mandalorian's ability did not trigger a whole lot in my other games. But for every time you're not putting shots into him, you're putting one shot into a nine hell ship with force. Like mm. he's still hard to kill when you're only shooting at him once a turn. The way to do it is to to get the range three torp engage is really the best way to take it down. And Doug's list mm-hmm. is very good at that. Yeah, <laughs> um, quite quite. Ben Rauker, I want to talk about touch on a little bit too. Ooh, um, yeah. He's six points. Um, when a friendly ship at range zero to two activates, if they revealed maneuver a speed one or higher, and they're and they have an enemy ship in arc at range one, they can remove one non-lock red token. Oh, that's in Rebel as well. It is, which basically means mm-hmm. anytime a Fang mm-hmm. is within zero to two of the Mandalorian and boosts focuses into range one, they can clear mm-hmm. their stress. The Mandalorian mm-hmm. can K turn behind somebody, get them in range one, clear his stress. Um, it makes if you can fly it to trigger it or fly around having the stress. Sometimes it makes the Jabba contraband build a little superfluous. I think yeah. is that is that charge based. Nope. nope. It sure oh! is it's just nope. once per nope. when a ship activates. Yeah, yeah it's super the ship solid. has to have gone faster than a zero speed maneuver, and it has to be at range one in their front arc and range right. zero to two of the Fenrir ship carrying fan. Yeah. So I will say that so Tyler runs that, and he does a great job of doing of triggering it. I uh, think it's, I, it's an I, underrated card. I think I tried to fly it. I suck. So like he flies fangs. Uh, he flies well now. He's flying like Dengar and stuff like that. But so he flies things more often than I do, which I, I rarely do. So they're fast, right? Um, so it's actually harder to get that range one if you're lower initiative. So what I what he did and what I tried to do was fly lower initiative things and rebels, and then you could trigger that ability and then have your dial open. Well, doing it was super weird for me. Well, he flies Dengar and something else and something else. And he triggered it with Han Solo a lot. And yeah, I think I thought, it's a lot better in Scum than it is in uh, Oh, in sure. In Rebels. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it synergizes super well with Fangs, because Fangs have, yep. want to be yep. in the same range band to trigger it anyway. So they're already stressing themselves to get there. So mm-hmm. just getting to clear that stress of free is it's free real estate, oh. as the kids say. Yeah, right. Yeah, like <laughs> what the kids And say. it triggers for me every once in a while with Manaru. Not very often, but I trigger well, consistently with Mandalorian and Tarok. It's it's solid for well, Manaru whenever you can, but the Mandalorian also doesn't have a great dial for blues. It does not. So and so it's nice to be able to one yeah, hard behind yeah. somebody and clear that stress to keep my dial right. open for the next. Yeah, time. so that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's this a- was essentially uh, evolution of what we were looking at with the Mandalorian at first, which is we started with you should staple L three on him to make his dial better. But then, like, if they don't shoot a Mandalorian, you get to do anything about that. Yeah, you literally yeah. you're locked into flip yeah. to flipping her the first time you get shot to guarantee you get your better dial. And then we went to Babu Frick, which I think is still a decent option. Agree, uh, but with the ruling that you can only have, you can only fill one of your two illicit slots, and the other one has to be blank in order to use the Razor Crest title. That became a little less appealing. Um, and then it, and then he found Fenrir and it just instantly clicked really well. Like um, if people are going after the Mandalorian, he can aggressively Talon roll and K turn or do his barrel rolls and clear stress constantly. Uh, Al- Alex, what in... was your fourth ship? Uh, Gamut Key and the Hawk. No, no. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I have the Mandalorian Gamut Key Old Tarak. What was your other ship? Manaru. Manaru. Oh yeah, duh. Okay. It, it is a scum list after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, and like I. I I really like Fenrir crew, and now Old Tarok is my favorite Fang because he gets to be the Fang that gets to have Fenrir crew. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but I would pay a lot of real life dollars oh, to rename that card old Tarok crew. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it speaks to though, like that's a clue, a crew that we haven't seen much of. And there are probably a lot more like it because the, the, what was the pack called that came with all the rebel? Uh, the Pride of Mandalore. Yeah. Pride of Mandalore came with so many cards with so many words on them. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like that dropped. And then the new points came out very quickly after. And I think, a lot of people just went to stuff they understand rather than trying to figure stuff out. Um, so there's probably a lot of really good crew that hasn't been fully, fully utilized yet. Uh, like I remember Satine having some nuts ability. I don't even remember what it is, but I remember jaw dropping whenever that came well, out. I want to put it real quick back on the Fenrau crew thing before we get oh. off topic is that Fenrau pilot and rebels has the same ability. Yeah, he does. It's yeah. just rebels have way worse chassis for it Indeed. other than other fangs, but uh, rebel fangs don't feel great right now. I don't know, because, see, you had mentioned that, and I thought, all right, so what's a way to use that and uh, do some interesting things with it? And I thought, okay, so Fenrau crew in Rebels, you can put him on a cheap crew carrier like Ibitsam, who is kind of the cheapest crew carrier that actually has some beef to her. Two Clan Ren volunteers with marksmanship, Mandalorian optics, and hull upgrade. And then Hera in the B-Wing, fully loaded with proton bombs, trajectory simulator, hull upgrade, protorps, and marksmanship. And the idea is you can just get everybody into range one and start removing stress from everything. Okay, and... but you have two I-2 fangs. So uh, they're, yeah, they're I-3s, but yeah. One... Okay, sorry. Low initiative fangs, which means it's difficult to guarantee that you get where you want to... Like, you... It's difficult to guarantee you get the range one engage. And a B-Wing that is very slow. And really wants its action, so it doesn't want to do red maneuvers. It wants to link to get that's, this. like because Hera wants to use her ability. That's true. But yeah, yeah there, the rebel also... with only four ships. Trash. Indeed. I agree. Not enough no torpedoes in that maneuver. No, no. <laughs> not enough yeah, point yeah. ships. <laughs> yep. Well, so the, yeah, it was a real fun tournament. Uh, thank you to everybody who came. Thank you, Game Cafe, Seriously, for putting uh, it on. Turnout of fifteen was pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Hopefully, the one we do in June will have an even higher turnout. Um, but it's always fun. It's a great space. Um, John gave away too much, or the store gave away too much store credit. Um, they're amazing, and I well, because uh, I think we had uh, three people had three people either dropped or left early, and uh, that was some extra store credit in the uh, the kitty for everyone. And if you, this is a little bit ahead of our schedule, but if you're in the Kansas City area around June 18th, there is another one, another Saturday one. It'll be another. Store champ kit from 2020, so one of the metal focus tokens is on the line. Um, but it's just a really good time for general. Indeed, it is. That's my half birthday as well. Everyone put that on your calendars. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're also finishing up our local league that we've been having fun in. We want to shout out Ryan Krause again for organizing that and not getting to play in it because schedules are terrible when you're an adult. So uh, really that's are. been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, kind of one of our main topics. Last week, we covered the Empire and the Separatists as just generally where they are as a faction. And even though we are heading into an upcoming points change, we want to just kind of quickly go over the sequel factions, the Resistance and the First Order. What's good in them right now? Uh, What kind of things we've seen that are useful? What has been just underused and underplayed? So uh, let's go ahead and start off with the Resistance has uh, started out being a really unpopular faction, and it had been for a while in 2.0, but it's got some real power to it. What have we seen in it that's been strong? Doug? The Y-Wings. 
so they have appropriately costed Y-Wings compared to every other faction, other than maybe Y-Wing Anakin. Um, and they all have 9 health instead of 8. So uh, the Y-Wings are really, 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 really good. Get your Y-Wings here, is what he's saying. Yeah, I say my first round of Kyber Cup, I played against Mark Myers, who was running uh, Bucket, Merle, and four of the Y-Wings. And that is so much health to try and chew through. Um, it's it's just it's crazy that you can get a 3.9 health ship with a turret, and some of them can get bombs, and they all technically have abilities, although they're all a nightmare of words that <laughs> are really hard to trigger. But they all do have abilities. <laughs> um yeah, I, just, I think White Wings are, are being really, really hard slept on right now. I want to point out that this is the same Mark Myers who was top resistance at Adepticon. Yes, with a, yeah. either the same or very similar list. He might have changed up some of the White Wings, I'm not sure. All right, White Wings are uh, pretty good. Uh, T-70s. Yeah, T-70s have always been good, but they are costed, again, pretty aggressively. Uh, there are two of them that are four points, and that seems cheap. One of them is an I-4, four points T-70. Kai Thranali, you don't even need to use her ability. And that says if you fully, after you fully execute maneuver, if you move through a friendly ship, you can perform an evade action. That's good if you do it, but you don't plan around it. You plan around that being a four-point I-4 T-70 X-Wing. Yeah, it's, it's like why you bring Thane and Rebels. It's, it's mm -hmm. very cheap for a very effective gun. Yeah. Um, and then J-Crest is worse, but like if you want two T-70s at eight points, he's there. Yeah, seventy eight points does sound attractive. Let me say. Yeah, and Tubbs with uh, you know his stress clearing ability, not just pretend he's always got an inspiring recruit on him, but he's an initiative one. So if you want to get a block off, he's a good way to do it. You've got boost and barrel roll available. Uh, yeah, resistance interestingly has I think the most um, playable I one ships. Like Bucket is their two pointer at I one. Merle is very good at three points at I one. J. Chris is a T seventy. Yeah, and like like you said, if you want him to be blocking, that is a good reason to bring him. I, I think Kai's better, but like he's not. You're not wrong to bring J. Chris. There are reasons to bring J. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he he's got. Is it after you fully execute a blue maneuver, you can choose a friendly ship rate zero to one. If you do that, ship removes one stress token. Uh, if you throw R four Astromech on him, just because you have two points. That opens him up to be a utility stress clearer for other ships like Poe Dameron, who is still uh, really good at uh, was he eight no seven points. So yeah. he's also Poe? I think Jake Chris is also really good if you want to put uh, is it M nine G eight is the reroll bot yes like you just take it and you target lock a buddy turn one and then you just run around focusing every turn and you're like you want to chew through this seven health ship with two agility to get two points or to get four points or do you or if you don't you have to deal with like Poe with Predator all the time now, or something like that. Mm -hmm. like, Super Predator, even. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love that. It, it's pretty yeah. pretty good there. And uh, Snap is very good at five points. While we're talking about T70s, this is the the old Snap, the boosting one. Um, he gets a good number of loadout points. Uh, free boosts are really strong in the two objective action scenarios. Um, and at I four, he's yeah. not at the lower end of the pack anymore. So no. he, he has the ability to to do some fun shenanigans, being vis a vis arc dodging. Yeah. Yeah. And he can take out maneuver. Everyone should and can take out maneuver if they can. Indeedy, indeedy. Uh, I've been noticing that for only eight points, Ray in the Falcon can be an absolute chainsaw with twenty five points of upgrades. 
No longer are you having to bet the farm on putting the full loadout on Ray. The idea of old 2.0 Fat Ray or Skinny Ray. No, you just fly Chonky Ray now and make that 25 points of loadout do the work for you. I do think, like, I think Ray is pretty solid, but I think she kind of falls in the same boat she did in second edition where uh, Ray doesn't leave you, like, you feel like you're just short of a good list if you bring Ray. Like, you, you can't quite bring enough to support her to really feel effective. Um, although, I haven't seen anybody spam Y-Wings with her, so maybe that's... Yeah, as I say, we, we, we're just going to say, the cheap Y-Wings, because you can run Ray, the three three-point Y-Wings, and then uh, an A-Wing like Merle. Merle, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that gets you uh, a lot of cheap, hard-to-kill bodies. And are you going to ignore those little guys to focus on Ray? Are you going to, for the love of God, don't ignore Ray? Those type of things. Yeah, that being also said, um, I know our local Matt Ritz has been running Ray with Kai in the T70. Uh, one of the three, the 3.1 that can bring Bomblet, Y-Wing, I think it's Wilsa. Wilsa. Uh, Merle and Bucket. Yeah. So it's a similar vein. A little less tanky, but you get a little more firepower with the T70. Um, and you get two I-1s to snag objectives and block and be annoying. So I, I, I don't think there are stuff there. It just feels um, more difficult to, to succeed with that list. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of always been the uh, the thing for resistance. They can do really well, but you've got to get over the hump to make them worth it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, absolutely solid. I think the T70 is still one of the best chassis in the game, and yeah. you can't go wrong with cheap ones. Yeah. I'd also like to touch on pods real quick, because I think Rose and Finn are still really good. They're just weird because they're so slow, particularly Rose, if you're doing the 3PO coordinating. Like, uh, a pod being stuck on those 1 forward, 2 forward, and 1 banks, like, it's very easy for fights to just get away from her with how chaotic 2.5 can be. Um, and Finn is much the same way if he wants to keep clearing strain. Um, but, I mean, you get a very fat Finn for those. It's four points, and he gets perceptive and optics and heroic. And, um, I think there's something there with those as well. Um, yeah. Can't argue with that. Uh, someone was also saying that despite the slow maneuvers, uh, BB-8, even his ability, which is uh, the system uh, red barrel roller booster in the system phase, can be really useful if you are trying to keep objectives like in uh, Assault on the Satellite Array. Not sold on, you know, the the real strategic value of that, but if you've got three points and you want to try it, I think it would be a really cool two-point shift. Yeah, and we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. Uh, Greg, what's uh, jumped out at you? I know that uh, let's get the salt out of the way first. Resistance bombers not in uh, standard. No, which is okay. I mean, they haven't been played. They hadn't been in extended either. Or sorry, uh, hyperspace ever. Uh, which is fine. Uh, but yeah, those are there's six points, um, and I only get fourteen points to put on them. So that's kind of weird, but it's okay. Um, my current assumption with Extended right now is that they literally went, is there something obviously broken about this ship? Nope, put it at that point value and move on. Because I, I really think they're just focusing on Standard for balance. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. unfortunately, Star Fortress has got left by the wayside in that. But Yeah, Resistance, I don't mean to be a negative Nancy about uh, uh, these um, about Resistance, but I don't want to play Resistance right now. It it doesn't scream to me. Now, the, the Ray... So I was I was on board with uh, Chewbacca. What was that? Five fireballs before yeah. two point five, and I was like super excited about that list. And so so I was kind of sad 
because uh, I didn't get to go what to uh, Indianapolis and then two point five drop. And um, so I, you guys were talking about Ray, but I was like, oh well, Chewy and the three Y wings and then an A wing that could be fun. Um, so I don't know. I've kind of just been looking at this. Like, and when you guys talk about T70s, I get, I'm so, I, I'm so bored with X-Wing. I, I would love to fly an X-Wing cause I love the way they look and they're so iconic and they're like, they're one of those like A-Wings and X-Wings who are like first love type of deals, but they just seem so one bank. You should play Snap then. Snap yeah. is yeah. legitimately a very fun X-Wing to play. Like is he? He needs to go faster for his ability to trigger, and he boosts constantly, so he's actually a super mobile ship. He flies very differently from other T seventies. Like, Maybe uh, I should give Snap is, Yeah, you should give Snap Maybe I should. And 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 I'm not. And like I've been flying that separatist list because I think it's fun. Because um, I wanted to get some ships on the board, so I'm totally open to flying fun things. Um, and like and like the Star Fortress, you know, we just won't do it right now. But uh, you guys talked about Poe. I loved a big old thick Poe back in 2.0. I was totally, I was all about it. And the problem was, was that you couldn't build Poe out too much because then you ate into that bid. Well, I haven't tried him in 2.5, and I know that he's expensive, but you can get a thick old Poe, but you don't care about bids. And and there's two ways you can go about it. You can do uh, outmaneuver Protorps. I'm gonna harp on this a lot because it's really good. Um, but like you can do like the standard R4 overdrive Poe with like outmaneuver mm-hmm. Protorps, uh, or you can. I do love BB-8. overdrive Poe. So yeah, fun. you can do BB-8 overdrive Poe as well. Like uh, you have the points to bring BB-8 now, and it's not holding you back. Um, I haven't seen people mess with it much, but it's, I feel like in theory it's good. Like uh, pre-activation movement is really strong, uh, especially in an objective world, and. Uh, they they literally force you to fill those points, but you couldn't do. You can't overdrive off the. Oh BB. yeah yeah that's what I was gonna say. You can't you overdrive can. off that, but you could. You can do same barrel and, and then link and then pull it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah no totally I mean it's he's a seven point ship you get twenty five points so you get to make him thick, and uh and so yeah for sure um, I think so I I take that back about X wings I did like Poe because of the. The overdrive, like I just think it's cool that I could like do some two bank boosting or like two straight barrel roll. Like and that was always fun because like yeah. he was so. I, it's understandable though because what you're thinking of is what was strong in resistance at the end of second edition, which was five ship, one with, one with a pod and four T70s or whatever, and they just plotted along. Yeah. Yeah, and it looked boring. It was just like I mean, it was good, but like sometimes when Dad I play, I want to. Was known a lot as. Do what? Dad joust is what it was known as a lot. <laughs> dad joust. Each other, yeah. Oh gosh, I didn't like, know you, that. You can oh. just picture like a couple of dads having a good time jousting each other with that kind of. <laughs> yeah. That's where where are your sandals and cargo shorts? You got a brat in one hand. I got my uh my uh my New Balances. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, All right. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's so. Yeah, I don't. I I try to find the fun things. Like when you guys say Merle, I just I don't like a wings. Uh, but maybe an A-Wing is a really good objective getter. 
Just think about it. Uh, Merle. Look, listen to the name. Merle Cobbin. That is some Merle. redneck with a garage out on Route 7. He's voiced by Michael Rooker, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That is when perfect. I think of Merle, isn't that the guy from Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah Michael, Michael Rooker, Rooker plays yeah. Merle. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I did not know that. That is incredible. Okay. That, and if you don't like lot. Merle from a like Lisbon perspective, Jarek and the Fireball is the same price. I think he's worse, but not like remarkable. Yeah, I tried to um, do Fireballs. They're... But yeah, no, I, I, but I have not played, uh, A wings with objectives because I don't, I don't like, I don't like A wings, uh, in resistance. I don't like the back art because I can't fly them well. So that's uh, again a me problem. It's not an A wing problem. It's I can't fly them well because when I fly away and then it takes me forever to get back. That's um, true. That's so true. that's a me thing. Um, but uh, yeah, so I would, I would definitely, I'm totally down to look at some Y wings and Poe Dameron and stuff like that. I have, I only own two. Oh, that's not true. Everybody owns Y. Yeah, I only own two of the new ones. I guess silly me. I own two of the new ones even because that's what over two modulators came in first. Precisely. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, and the uh, the one black sheep of the faction that we haven't mentioned at all, the Resistance Transport, uh, mm. the Doom Couch. Is this thing worth even looking at? I forgot it existed, to be honest. I don't uh, mean that in a necessarily disparaging way. No, but, uh, doesn't I don't play this faction, and I completely, 100% forgot to exist. I played against a Kova that had Leia, and it still felt fine. Like, I, yeah. I think it's just, there are a lot more interesting ships, and they're not too strong, like the Leia Kova felt whenever she first came out. Like, I, I just think there's other stuff that's as good now, and they're kind of boring to fly, so people don't fly them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, they did errata Leia so that you can't do stops anymore and make them white. So it is a little worse, but you can still do reverses, I think. Correct. Yeah. Uh, after a friendly ship reveals a non-stop maneuver, yeah. you can use yeah. that. So, so, so. Yeah, you can still do your reverse one bank whatever over and over again for infinity. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> that's not nearly as effective as it was in second edition because there's objectives and, and they're stationary ship in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Stationary ships get left behind a lot. Now, if it was a medium-based ship and you had the ability to just kind of hover in place like they can with that one bank, one straight, one bank, one, you know, the reverse forward trick they can do, uh, then, yeah, maybe if you could use that to repeatedly capture multiple objectives. But as it is, I think yeah, they cool. don't really have a good spot. Assault, though. Uh, yeah. And again, yeah, it's, it's one uh, scenario. And again, they're they're the crew carrier, you know, they're the, the, the one with double crew and things like that in a faction that is not known for its powerful crew, except for the fact that you can put, you know, Finn and Rose on Ray and whatnot. Yeah, honestly, the, the thing I can see most is bringing a Kova because you already have Ray, and that's yeah. where you can't take Rose as a coordinator. So you yeah. need a coordinator. So Kova is probably the best. Indeed. Well, moving on over to their rivals, the First Order uh, has seen a bit more visible play, uh, but also was a really underestimated faction going into 2.5. I picked up Fury of the First Order specifically to try them out, and I gotta say, I'm slowly becoming a convert. I am starting to really like the First Order right now. Uh, has I'm anything... going to put this out here. I think First Order currently is just B-tier Republic. Like, they do all the things Republic wants to do yeah. slightly worse. 
Like I think for sure it has some really good stuff, but I think Doug's assessment as yeah. gross and, as it sounds is probably correct. And they do have some good pieces. Like the like I, I don't think you're wrong playing for shorter. I just like if I'm making a generalized statement, I feel like a lot of what first order lists want to do is the same thing Republicans want to do. And you can just do it better in Republic with yeah. force. Like right. <laughs> I started out with two point five playing the five ship republic <laughs> as, you know, it's the you know, baby's first training wheels into objectives. And it's still really good. I mean, Hawk with four Jedi or all sorts of various things you can run with that. All really good. And then I said, you know what? I want to try to go first order and do some of the same things. It's fun, but there were multiple times I was like, man, I wish I had a lat here right now. Man, I wish I had that fine-tuned uh, controls right now. I mean, uh, yeah, honestly, the more I think about it, the it's kind of funny how real it can be. Like, farmers are just bad Adas in terms of, like, yeah, positioning. The G is just a bad lat. Silencers are bad delta bees. Yeah, they're bad delta bees. Like typhos are worse V wings. Like it, it just it keeps lining up. Oh, they're never going to get anywhere. At least, at least they mostly cost more. Yeah. say one thing to be that first reference. Like, is they kind of feel like array list. They are one piece short of the whole list. Like, I think you get to 15, 16 points of a really good first order list, and you're like, I guess I got to fill it out with TIFOs. Yeah, I guess I'll throw it. You think there's any way to fix that? Like, because that seems kind of sad. No, like, I mean, A, if if we're under the assumption that, like, if Republic was removed, first order would be really good. Like, if that's the, the statement, then they just have to lower the power curve of Republic. And first order is fine, which we have to assume they're doing anyway because it's above the power yeah. curve of everything. Or somehow Republic will be at a similar right. power curve to the rest of the game. Yeah. Or they you're saying that they... currently at the moment, not the entirety of the existence of correct. First yes, I'm saying oh, okay. with the current iteration of two point of the release two point five, it okay. feels like anytime you build a first order list, you could just do the same thing but a little gotcha. bit better with Republic. Okay. I, I was I was kind of confused. I thought you meant like forever, and I was just oh, like, no, no, no. no, I was no. like, yeah, the, you know, like first order does keep seem kind of sad for a while, and I was like, then you just start. T- I was like, oh no, but that does make sense. Once they balance it, they could undo some Republic things because Republic is just kind of the better version of a lot of things right now. Like yeah. when I think about it, I think about like when we talk about four point ships and other factions and I'm like, Oh yeah. Then Barisafi exists as a three in yeah. that faction. And it's like, Oh gross. But yeah, no, I totally. Yeah. Okay. I'm, Barisafi I'm and Gamutki are the exact same. And I will accept no slander. They're both the best three point ship. I'm gonna yeah. I'm, no, I'm well, 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 one of them is a hawk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Gamut is, Gamut is a, a very really, good three pointer. Really just, good three pointer. I think yeah. he's the best one in Scum. I really do. Yeah. Fact, I think yeah, the difference yeah. is that Gamut is a really good support piece, and Barris is stupid for three points because she's a 40 point ship for three points. Like, right. <laughs> Did you guys know that DFS 311 is also three points? Yeah, no, that one's just yeah. awful. That we, we <laughs> ranted enough about separatists last time. <laughs> indeed, indeed. That's what I think of, too, when I see three points. I'm like, oh, gross. So I think it's kind of unanimous that First Order has got a bit of the short end of the stick in all but one aspect, and that's that, i got to admit, a list that has you know, the First Order list, they just look so cool. They are and, pretty, baby. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, the pointy bit. The, the general blank statement, there are a couple of really good pieces in First Order, like Von Rigg. Von Reg and Ember are both very, very good. Like Von Reg is is actually a very scary ice. He's terrifying. That yeah. with Justin, he had an outmaneuver. Daredevil, and there Von it is Reg, again, baby. 
Outmaneuver. Oh, 18 points. Wow. Outmaneuver needs yeah. to be on everything, I feel like, until they change Outmaneuver. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing yeah. is, the Thai Barons just gets a staple hull upgrade to them and you yeah. usually have a second mod slot for Afterburners or something. Or, so there are yeah. five hell ships now. Um, and Daredevil's um, amazing on them because yeah, they have Daredevil's blue one hearts. Um, so that Outmaneuver Daredevil, Von Rigg, was terrifying for old Tarak. Luckily, he only shot at old Tarak one time. Um, but yeah, that was terrifying. I could lose Tarak at any time there. Um, that was the the scariest I six I saw a day. Be- unfortunately for Newt, his wedge didn't get a torp off, or he would have been no. just as scary. But I, I just realized Von Rigg, yeah, Daredevil outmaneuver hull upgrade afterburners. Oh my god, that's yeah. gross. Yeah, and I mean he's another example of he's six, which is the equivalent of about sixty points in two point talk, and he was sixty three or sixty four in second yeah. edition, and now he's sixty with eighteen free points of upgrades. So you get a very fat Von Reg, which was always effective. You just couldn't build anything with him. Yeah, now um, you're getting an 81-point Von Reg for 60 points. Yeah, exactly. And Ember is similar to Von Reg, functions very similarly, but an initiative lower. Um, and without Two initiative lower, point. Yeah. Well, yeah, lower initiative. Uh, I, I will say... Ember's ability oh. isn't nearly as blank in with as much damage as being thrown around in two For points. sure, for sure. And I think there's, like, a couple of the bombers are really solid, I think. Um, yeah, as far as particular Nightfall and the Whisper is an interesting one. Yeah, I have been flying Nightfall, uh, and the ability to just run through people and jam them is hilariously good with the uh, the Enhanced Sensor Suite, because you just run through somebody, focus and rotate for free, and you're like, okay, I'll just... You know, take my free shots with impunity. Thank you. It, mm. I like it. It's it's enjoyable, but at the same time, you've gotta kind of have a bit of a masochistic streak because, yeah, just like you said, every time I'm doing, it, I'm like, I'm I'm having good. I'm having fun flying this. I could do this so much better in another faction. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whisper does something unique to anything else in the game um, with its link everything into jam. Uh, and in particular, whispers and silencers have access to sensor scrambler, which means you can punish people extremely hard on turn zero if they don't set up properly against you. Yeah. Because uh, it is very possible for a first order list with a couple of sensor scramblers to take four objectives on the first turn if they're action ones. Really? Um, mm-hmm. So oh, like, yeah. they, they do have interesting options. Um, I, I, I think, I, unfortunately, that strategy falls apart the more 2.5 is played because people recognize that and they they turn yeah. zero better so it's harder to accomplish um but in general sensor scrambler is really effective for one point at just suddenly being somewhere else on the map um i, I will say that uh even though i, I do seem to lose with first order i always have fun with these whispers they're just so fun that uh like you can so just like whirlwind and nightfall i've been flying those two uh, and then backdraft uh, has yeah. twelve points, yeah. And then grudge has fifteen. And then I fly midnight just because of an I six. Oh yeah. Um, and so that that's twenty points, and that's a solid list. Like I had a lot of fun. And when I was playing Tyler, he plays objectives better than I do. Um, and when I was doing it, I kind of forgot about objectives, and I was just trying to kill stuff. And uh, that's not what I should have done, obviously. <laughs> Uh, but I had a blast flying. Um, it was fun because like midnight was just like right behind people, and I would just like one hard and like stay in the same spot and just like target lock and just be silly about it. Like, um, 
I, I don't know. I, I had fun. I had fun flying it. And that's another thing. Like, being good, I don't know. But fun, the Whisper is fun. One other piece. Oh, yeah. oh, oh go ahead, Smell. I said I was going to call it one of the pieces. Well, we might be calling it the same piece, even. What piece are you calling? Uh, Malaris and the Typho. Nope. All right. Uh, Malaris and the Typho is really solid. Um, she can bring missiles. Um, concussions go really well with her ability. Um, because she has oh first edition glitter stem twice. She's a three. So she's a five, yeah. So she's high initiative. She can bring close. Oh, well, I meant three points here. Oh, she has three points, yeah. Um, but I think she's a really solid option for a for a three pointer in. in oh yeah, there. yeah. Like yeah. the easy answer is to slap cluster missiles on her, and then you take a target lock, you pop glitter stem, you have mods for both cluster missile shots and a mod for defense. Uh, which is pretty good for a three-point ship. Um, I know, like, Justin ran ion missiles on her, which is a similar control piece idea. Because he put uh, two talents on her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Mallard's is pretty solid. I actually think a lot of the TIFOs are in that, like, B-tier range, where, like, they're not bad, they're not amazing, but they feel fine. Like, I think Scorch is in that boat, long shot. Uh, static, even, because Static gets, like, eight loadout points and a cannon. Reboss yeah. is, is a great two-pointer. Yeah, Rivas is a solid two pointer. Um, oh, he's the I, only one they've got. So. I just mean compared to two pointers. Yeah. I think the big thing with TIFO with with TIFOs is they're all very low impact. Like they don't feel bad. They just they they're not going to change the outcome of the game by themselves. Mm. Um, which is fine. It just yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of first order pieces are. They have a lot of good pieces, but it's they don't feel like they have that thing that can really turn a game around for you. So, uh, we haven't talked about scum yet. But uh, Malaris in the FO feels a lot like Bosk in the Z95. Yeah, I think that's a good comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, The piece I was going to bring up is the G Shuttle. It hasn't been played much locally, um, particularly Gideon, because uh, he's four points and has good loadout and a decent ability. Uh, But Pyre Crew on G Shuttles has been making a big splash. So I thought Pyre, I mean, I think I was correct. Pyre was hot garbage in 2.0. It was just a bad ability. Uh, but in 2.5, where turn one engagements happen frequently, double stressing something after setup is a pretty strong effect. Um, I don't know if it's good enough, because you have to bring a G to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think it's worth looking at. And and if you do, you'll have points for Terex crew as well, and Terex crew is really good. Uh, yeah, honest, and then a few other points. Honestly, bringing a G and then... So what I used to do, which I don't think you could run the list anymore, was three silencers and uh, Terex? No. I don't remember. And, uh, oh, yeah, maybe it was knowledge. And I I used to just kind of like skirt the edge with uh, my G shuttle because I wanted to like coordinate and do my things and be within zero to two, I think it was. And so, like, you could theoretically bring your G and just like take those side objectives, you know, those objectives as you move around. Yeah, I think the problem, so you can can still bring that same list if you want. Um, I think the problem is that it's a lot easier to blow up Gs than it used to be. Oh, yeah, uh, it is because you can bring six rebel ships. Yeah, or you can yeah. bring out maneuver protors or oh yeah, gross um, trajectory simulator bombs or. We haven't said anything about Kylo. Yeah, so... Kylo dead. I don't think he's dead. I think he's just. I don't even think he's too expensive. I just. I think he actually finally achieved what he probably always should have been, which is he's so good of a ship, he has to be too expensive to fit in with the rest of the First Order. Like, uh, I feel like Kylo was always a little bit undercosted in Second Edition, uh, and as a result, everything else in First Order felt a little overcosted because it was there was like a Kylo tax you had to pay. And now it feels like Kylo is paying, paying the appropriate price for Kylo, uh, 
So the other more efficient stuff is just easier to bring. So people just don't bring him now. Yeah, I mean, eight-point ships are tough to play, especially in a faction that doesn't hit very hard. Uh, so you're really limiting your ship count, and it means bringing a lot of even weaker stuff. Like, I, I think of, to, to bring back to, like, a lot of Typhos feel like Bosk in the Z95. Like, you can bring Kylo and four TIE Fighters, but it just doesn't feel like you do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I have liked so far in playing First Order has been uh, Midnight at Four Points feels really good as a control piece because you can bring the, the loadout I love with that 15 points is Outmaneuver, Thread Tracers, Pattern Analyzer. Because you get that Thread Tracers off at I6, everything else gets to do uh, at least more accurate strikes. You're not going to be pouring out a lot of damage because one of the things about... First order, you pay for that three attack dice. And uh, it doesn't come cheap. So you're adding either nine points of crew on, or nine points of gunner on a TIE SF, which even for quick draw takes up almost half their loadout. You're shelling out, uh, you know, Vonreg. Again, Vonreg worth the six points. Ember, pretty good. But that's two ships. You can, you can get a pretty good, uh, you know, Alpha Strike out of that, but I it, I get the feeling again. I keep looking at that and going, yeah, I can do that. It cost me an attack to do, or I could have a lat. And each time I just keep going back to that. Yeah, I could. So uh, I think Midnight's problem is the quickness of the game really hurts her. Uh, she's relatively squishy for a four point ship, and she really wants a turn to set up safely before she starts doing something and That's i think true. both of those work against her like if you think of something like a bit of some for four points in the midnight oh, like man, midnight yeah. is a better ship but mm. a bit of some is way easier to use that's very true and speaking of the speed of the game when's the last i mean i can't think of a game that i've played in 2.5 that has not had an engagement on turn two with every ship involved yeah you are just in almost every format you are leaping into combat right off the bat even though most games only go to like round five or six, uh, um, I'd, say, I'd say the majority. I had, I had two of my rounds go to nine rounds over the weekend. Yeah, that, but on the yeah. other side of the coin, I had one game go to six, and that was the longest one. Yeah, there are, it, and this is something that I've noticed with the implementation of a twelve-round maximum. It puts the idea in your head: I have to play more aggressively because I have fewer turns to do this. Uh, I think it's more of the presence of objectives are bringing people to the center of the map faster and fighting just happens as a result. Like mm. I, I don't, I don't think people are really worried about hitting the time limit at this point. It's just, I don't want to fall behind on objective points. Yeah. If, I, you're, if you're two turns behind game to the middle, you're down six points on objectives mm-hmm. after the second turn. Mm-hmm. That is indeed true. That's my problem. I can't set up any turns. I used to set up and then engage. Well, you can't set up anymore. Which, if that is something that you don't like, I would recommend you try my list and you focus on blowing ships up because it's really good at it. <laughs> and, uh, and in Smittle's, Smittle did a breakdown of uh, R2. Or it's very limited data because it's a combined eight games. But uh, my objective scoring was relatively close to my ship scoring. But what that actually was a result of is I would blow something up and then they would be on the back foot. So I was able to just catch up on objectives. 
<laughs> and I mm. brought a kill list as well, but mine ended up going differently. Um, a lot of times it was I would shake off the brunt of their engage, trade ahead but not kill things, but then use that to leverage an objective lead and then kill stuff as the game went mm. on. Absolutely. So first order overall, uh, where do we think it's sitting in the overall faction strength? Below average, definitely, but is it at the uh, bottom of the list? I so, under under try. We also have to remember if people aren't trying them, we have no data to know how good they are either. Yeah, but I'm thinking more of just a, how does it feel right now? Honestly, to me, it goes Rebels and Republic at the top, and then everything but CIS and then CIS. <laughs> I would agree. I would put scum up in the normal curve. I think if you're still complaining about scum, you were never going to be satisfied because the, the gauntlet and the razor crest have revitalized that faction. And that's hilarious because we set up this talk about the different factions to do scum last so we could all complain about how terrible it was. And suddenly it's suddenly got a, just a shot of steroids. And it's I don't know if everything is amazing in scum, but the, the faction is revitalized. Indeed. I also we'll talk think that a lot of it was people jumped to a lot of conclusions on a game that we knew next to nothing about. And now people are realizing that scum can just play the brawler game and it's okay if they fall a little bit behind in objectives. Like a four ship list is not, it's not a death sentence. Right. And if you want to look at three ship lists, scum's got a ton of those options. We'll talk about this mm. next time. Yeah. But like, I'm excited to talk about scum now that the race crest and stuff is out. Indeed. Well, speaking of next time, uh, as we release this, it'll be about two weeks until we should see the latest wave of ships. That being the, uh, Clone Z95 and the Rogue Class Starfighter, which we'll be happy to cover after those come out. But in more exciting news, uh, AMG has confirmed there will be a points change document coming out when the points for those are announced. So they have said there will be points changes. They've given no hints or you know even the barest inkling of what those are going to be. So we have decided in our... Uh, infinite wisdom to make some wild ass guesses on what we think will happen and what we want to happen with some of these points changes. Uh, just again, these are not necessarily based in thoughts about ideal balance. Uh, or we have reality. No, yeah. Or reality. We have yeah, no inside selfishness at this point. Indeed. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start us off with the one thing I think the most people have probably mentioned, and that is the three point Barris Offy. Uh, incredibly powerful at three points with the loadout. So my answer to that would be keep Barisafi at three points and give her zero loadout. I definitely mm -hmm. think that's the right place to start. Yep. Like uh, she might still be too good at three points. I think it's very likely, but they should start by just making her a zero loadout ship and see where mm -hmm. it goes from there. Yeah, that segues into Doug's prediction. Oh, I guess I was going to save mine for last because I think it's very, very unlikely. Well, I was going to oh. counter yours with mine. So. All right, all right. Um, my bold. Uh, prediction for the points change is that they change zero ship values. They will, they might tweak uh, points of upgrades and loadout values, uh. but they will change absolutely zero ship values. And I think that's because, regardless of what anybody thinks, this game has been out for less than three months and nobody mm. actually knows what balance is. And AMG has a much better idea than anybody else. That is absolutely fair. I, I am an expert, that. Doug. My feelings. Well, of matter. course, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't mean you, Greg. I meant everybody else. Obviously, yeah. Um, what they didn't tell you was the G and AMG stands for Greg. Yeah, uh, atomic, atomic mass, mass Greg. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we if we do more radioactive. Oh, if we do more if we do more shirts with names on them instead of Dark Lord of the Smith, you got to be Atomic Mass Greg. <laughs> I'll do it. 
<laughs> Fork Jenkins, though, right? Indeed, Alex. What was your uh, your your cutting down on Greg or on Doug's idea? I just think my prediction that I thought of definitely it's in advance so and not just now is that <laughs> they will adjust a great many pilots by one point. Oh, okay. Never mind. I thought you were going to go with your meme answer. Oh. oh no, my meme answer was all of the pilots that share a name across factions will swap point values, but that's seems- so. Rebel Finn, who, or Rebel Han, who currently costs nine, will now cost Scum Han's six, six. or seven, <laughs> and then Scum Han will cost nine. Oh my! That, that's the gist of my my meme prediction, which that I is think would be prediction. solid. It, by the way, he only wants this so that Scum Finn is six. I don't Rebel even want to play Scum Finn. Finn Rao crew exists. Don't I don't. I don't us. believe you. I don't believe that if Finn went down to six, he wouldn't play him. Please I mean, don't. I'd try it and see what? if I can live without Fenrir crew. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you could live without it. Right. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, Where I will say I think the biggest uh, reason that my my bold prediction could be wrong is I could very easily see them changing two point ships around because uh, you yeah. can't really balance those with ship loadout because mm-hmm. they have zero. Um, although sidebar, I think another bold prediction would be they should give Trade Federation Jones loadout value because they're really bad, and I think that would make them better. We'll get into that in a bit. Uh, uh, mine. Yeah, Greg. What? Yeah, what is your uh, your guess there? Uh, so I want not every gauntlet to be seven points. Hey, hey, man! Ball balls eight, eight. Oh, is okay. Make my point ones. even worse. I, no. I, the scum ones ex- absolutely have to stay where they are. 100%. And that's fine. That is not. But a good guess one. what? Why? Okay, so let's look at. Excuse me, Gar Saxon is also eight in Empire. Okay, so there's three gauntlets in Separatists right now. They're all seven, and that's including the generic. Um, okay, because you can't bring you three. Drop. You can't bring three gauntlets. Also, you got to drop your generics. The generic gauntlet being bad. All generics are bad. That is an that is an intentional well, it, it, design it, choice of theirs. Here's another thing, Greg. Uh, the Death Watch Warrior isn't a generic. It's a single pip ship. It's still a generic though. It doesn't have an ability. Well, okay. true. But yes, I I get the whole like whatever. But the thing like, ugh, gross. Okay, I'm just like, I'm weird Great. about. I'm I don't want to fly Bogatan because I think the ability <laughs> is bad. Like I'm just like okay. So therefore, I should fly pre-fizzle, but guess what? Same points, less loadout. So like, you know, it sucks. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. Has he a has a better ability, ability. more loadout. Yeah, he has a better ability, yeah. so he has less loadout. Yeah, Finn Rao has less loadout than Tarok. There are only loadout, seven points. You can four. bring both of them. <laughs> and Sunfuck. Oh, and so, oh. <laughs> one Revis and give your opponent a point, and probably be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> because you'll just lose anyway. Because <laughs> the three shift list is not great. I don't know. Uh, if, two don't know are, if two of those ships are gauntlets, you're putting out a uh, a not insignificant amount of oh, chunk it, and damage. It, it turns out doing a lot of damage doesn't win you the game every time. Well, not every time, but enough times. You have to do the correct damage to the correct ships, though. Like that is doing true. twelve damage to an X-wing is is pointless. Yeah. It's the same as I, me- I messed up. I messed up and did the wrong ship. That B-wing had it coming. That's um, true. You should all shoot B-Wings. I agree. No, I don't really have any craziness. I was going to say the, the Vultures, though. They seem a little bit ridiculous at three. Um, or, sorry, not... But, like, without being able to really have any options with them. Yeah. Uh, I would oh. like to know their thought process behind things like this, because, like, DFS 311, oh. in my opinion, would be the perfect two-point ship. 
even if you my guess them... is they underestimated or overestimated the strength of vultures like yeah. based on the grappling threat nerf and the general increase in offense they just they didn't put together the trade versions would be a lot worse than they are I, but i think that's wild because like uh what'd you say generics are just garbage so like to do that to do all this with named pilots and then to today take these generics and think that they were just going to be good thing is they were the only generics that could sit on rocks which is really strong in an objective world so they had to be careful well mm-hmm. I, I also think the big difference is like they made most other generics bad but they wanted to have swarm players have an identity in a couple factions ncis was one of them so they were they probably started on the conservative end because they didn't want to deal with seven trade federation drones and Sunfock being an overbearing list right off the bat mm-hmm. like very true, uh, very I, true. They allow eight ship lists, but I don't think they really want eight ship lists because eight ships truly are are going to be dominant in objectives if like they don't pop constantly. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, can't, can't argue with that. And like the, it's the same thing that happened. Like they were really conservative with scum as well, and I think that was a thing of their scum was getting two ships with a crap ton of ridiculous card text, um, and they that they clearly thought like they were being conservative. And I think that was the right choice for the first. Oh, I'm I mean, fine with being conservative, 100%, because we've seen what, <laughs> like, being wild about, like, releasing new products, and then it's, like, the Nantex, right? Like, it was, like, well, I guess it didn't, like, step off, like, crazy. Also, like, I don't care how many people complain the generics are bad now, there were more people complaining the generics were good before. True. So, like, they probably opted on the side of generics being bad overall to start with, because if generics were too good, then people would be raging about objectives and about the new oh. list building hey, and about hey, generics being too good. And L- Let us remember that it was spoken into law that flying a bunch of the same generic pilot in a swarm is not true to the spirit of Star Wars and X-Wing. Is that something they actually said? Oh, no, that was uh, something okay, that our uh, our uh, counterparts across the state had said uh, okay. in, oh. in, in one of their more heated moments. Uh, <laughs> Check that. Yeah, uh, we're, we're kind of giving a little bit of a, a ribbing to the scrub cast there who really hated the, uh, the, the generic swarm idea of super efficiency lists. And good news, you can't really do that anymore because you know what? Everything's an efficiency list now. <laughs> but that's so much worse, like... <laughs> so they were like mad about six, six ship swarms that were generic, exactly now you, you hated efficiency ships. list fine everything's an efficiency oh list. my gosh yeah and yeah so uh in out there predictions that we don't think are going to happen but that we want to see happen we mentioned switching up the two-point ships i would like for republic specifically to price contrail out of the two-point range because an initiative five at two points is dumb. And instead, Tucker and Swoop get to be the new 2.0 loadout mm. ships. I don't think Revoke should have access to two two-pointers, but I do agree that a Torrent should be one of them. Uh, Tucker and Swoop should not be put in a list without each other because they're buddies. Okay, then make it a different Torrent. But like, <laughs> do Oddball. Like, did you, yeah. hey, Doug, I, I don't If I you gave me a two-point Oddball, I'm there every day of the week. Did you say that you don't think Torrents should have access to a two-point ship? 
And no, no, how no, much not have access to two two-point chips? Correct. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, like, you think it's a nightmare dealing with hyper-efficient Republicans now until they can squeeze yet another ship in there because they have two <laughs> yeah. two-pointers. Like, and, yeah, and I, would absolutely, I would absolutely yeah. trade Beefy yeah. Boys. Like, yeah, I would trade Luminara for two torrents in most cases. <laughs> I feel like most people would. Yeah, and, and torrents are kind of little chunky boys. Oh, yeah. I I, yeah. I wish torrents would come down in France because I love flying them so much. They're my little junior B-wings. They're also just I, sexy as a model. Yeah. I love torrents as a model. They, they are the oh, racing sure. aircraft, and that's amazing. Uh, but also, yeah. I did run a bit of Tucker for a while with barrage rockets as a whole upgrade, uh, specifically yeah. with a lat. And, I mean, fully modded barrage rockets on a 6L ship are pretty solid. It's a B-wing, or it's a, a type bomber at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, but it can... I guess the Thai bomber's going to forward too. It's a Thai bomber at that point. Uh, <laughs> like, which isn't amazing, but it's not bad. The problem is, is like, not bad doesn't cut it in Republic because there's Jedi right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. All right. Uh, Anybody else have some, uh, some wish list uh, changes they want to see? Sunfock to three. Oh my God. I would not like to see that. I'm uh, not going to dignify that with a Fenrir out of three response. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, say right now, uh, parents who have kids listening to this podcast, cover your ears. Fuck you, Doug. How? I don't. Me. I don't actually. Just tell the parents to, to cover their ears. Cover the kids' ears. <laughs> I don't actually want some Doctor Retriever. I think he is. But don't you speak that? Uh, don't you speak that abomination into existence? I've That's read the secret. I know how this works. Okay, fine. Sunfock gets to be the generic two-pointer, but he doesn't get to take ensnare because he doesn't get loadout value. I would actually oh, be okay. I wouldn't be okay with that, but I actually I would... think it would be really interesting. Like <laughs> two points like, in I six sounds... index. Like, yeah, I mean, it's probably a little too it. good for two points, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds it sounds funny. Yeah, Sunfock. Sunfock at three. Sunfock at three with zero loadout. I would be okay to test that actually. Uh. I think the problem there actually is that you start engineering like Chertek with Ensnare in the list, and it's fine if it's <laughs> because you have a two or three point Sunfock, and then like as long as you get it off once, it's like, look at my three point Fenral. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Actually, wait, well, hold on. I did have an idea one time of making the I six pilot in each faction the two pointer with no loadout. Yeah. So Fenral, Wedge, Sunfock. Poe, Von Rick. They, this, some uh, of those are built different, but yes. Like Sunfock is so much worse than all of those. It, it's fine. Nobody cared. <laughs> so this actually gives me uh, an interesting idea. You know how you could do a, a cheap Sunfock without having to worry about the uh, Chertek and Snare? You give Sunfock the solitary keyword. If you bring so three-point Sunfock, you can only bring one Nantex. Oh, yeah. But I mean... Then he's just a bad ship. I mean, that's fine, but like I'm okay with that. Do it to like do it to to Burwer or something like Burwer. Burwer actually, right? yeah, Burwer unironically would be an interesting two point ship. Like he has a and a supportability that's bad. I, but like I was going to say that too. Yeah, yeah, but it is there. And then like you have he'd be contrail esque. He'd be a really good two pointer because he's I five and has repositions. Yeah, I have to look back and remember what and, Burwer quit. The Nantex are so super much. fun too, like the Whisper. Like they just kind of like you can turn them on a dime and do like fun little things and yeah. And, and since I, they now they have to fully execute to do their rotate shenanigans. Yeah. Like I think it actually be so, neat. Anyway, Burwer's ability is after you perform an attack that hits each friendly ship with calculate on its action bar and a lock on the defender may perform a red calculate action. It's really bad. But it's technically a support ability yeah, without a range band. So yeah, I was hoping. It's better than Manaru. 
This is like, just, uh, is better for Crosshair than Manaru. When Grievous wasn't so... Well, because now Grievous has pretty much like a stapled... Like, this is the loadout. Grievous has for, exactly enough points for his preferred loadout already. Yeah, that so... But, but, uh, but I, I always liked Grievous with um, four Nantex way back... Oof, that was a while ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would like to figure out maybe if... Because Grievous is in such a good spot mm-hmm. that maybe if you could do Nantex with Grievous, that'd be fun. Yeah, there's a lot of options out there. Uh, One last actual prediction, getting a little bit away from CIS since we harped on that for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Outmaneuver should go up. Like, that's Agreed. not really a bold prediction. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I think bumping it up to 8 to start with. Yeah, Outmaneuver to 8 would be... Uh, it takes I, off a lot of those 7 loadout ships that can just kind of take it, which is done mm-hmm. like Thane or Kai or whatever. Um, it makes yeah. a lot of ships have to actually sacrifice something to bring it, uh, which I think is important. Yeah, I lose uh, an EPT off Terok and a whole other ship off, a whole upgrade off Mandalorian as well, if it goes up two points. You know, I'm notorious because I never remember it. But... Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It's that remember how they ramped up the price of Juke because uh, mm-hmm. Phantoms were taking advantage of it with their free evades and all sorts of things like that. And yet, even when that fell out of favor, Juke never came down. Outmaneuver has suddenly come into Vogue, where no one was playing in 2.0, really. But yeah. now Outmaneuver is, if you can afford it, you take it because ships are more likely to be pointing away from you. Uh, yeah, it definitely is in an, it's in an element where it's probably the strongest talent in the game right now. Yeah, and this, yeah. we can get into this conversation another time, but uh, the Juke brings up, I think, one of the brilliant design choices that AMG made. Which is a lot of people complained that like, well, they should make juice juke be priced based on how many there are on a list or something like some really complicated, complicated, convoluted way to keep it cheap enough to bring one in a list but not spam it. And mm-hmm. AMG found a really good workaround, which is we're going to give it a flat price, and if we don't want it to be spammed, we just won't give you the loadout points to spam it on. <laughs> right. Juke. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, anybody and, can bring juke if they have the points, but if we don't want you to spam it, it's just not going to have the points. Yeah, and I got sidetracked earlier. My because I don't have like a real solid take. Uh, it would be that I agree. I don't think that the ships should change. I, I originally thought I originally thought that they should. Um, but I think if you just change loadouts, you alter the ship itself anyway. And you could also alter a list. Um, like, I don't know, Luke not having so many points anymore obviously makes Luke a little bit weaker, right? Luke is still good, but he's not as good. Something like that. Like, that would be nice. I think that would be okay. Yeah. Right? I, like Another good ex- uh, example would be, like, uh, DFS 311 is bad at 3. But if you just added two mod slots to him so that he can take hull and shield upgrade, and now he's a 5 health support ship that, like, okay. isn't one-shottable yeah. and can sit on rocks and capture objectives, like, that's a lot more worth looking at at 3 points. Because yeah, for sure. Because they give him, like, 12 upgrade points or something. Um, or loadout points, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's actually, I was thinking about that, and it is neat because there's those two pots of points that they could go through, and so this will be the first points change of these two. And people did a lot of documenting uh, before, like 2.0, um, with points. Now they're going to have two pots of points to document. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's going to be uh, pretty interesting. I don't know, I'm pretty excited. I, I've, I've been playing some fun stuff, and... If it becomes good, it becomes good. I just need to learn how to do objectives, and I know that that's my problem. 
What I like about this timing that comes with is, reps, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, sure. Yeah. What I like about this timing is it comes at a point where we are getting uh, a pat on the head with new ships. Everybody loves new ships. Mm. We're getting a points change, which gives people something to focus on, and no one we've we have not had 2.5 for long enough for anybody to suddenly be like oh no this points change has destroyed my list because if you have a list that you are absolutely in love with right now i guarantee you there's more options out there i don't think three three and a half months or however long we've had is enough to have a signature list already oh, so probably. uh i'm really looking forward to seeing what we get out of this uh Regardless of whether our guesses come true or not, it's going to be an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, agree. With that, uh, do we have any shout-outs to give this week? We have quite uh, a few in the notes, actually. Shout-outs <laughs> to Mark Myers, who I played in the Kyber Cup. Uh, he's always fun to play against. Our game was really weird. Uh, I managed to squeak it out, but it was, it was great fun against him. Uh, also, shout-out to uh, Jorge Silva who I played in the Crate League. He's a listener, and uh, he was a super nice opponent. He was uh, way too kind about us. Uh, we're just a bunch of blathering idiots, but he seems to enjoy it. So uh, thanks, man. Indeed, That's a indeed. cool name. My name is Greg Smith, and that guy gets to be Jorge Silva. I thought you were referring to blathering idiots as a great name. Oh, we can change the podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> blathering idiot podcast is I'm, still possible. I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty solid name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But no. Uh, yeah, definitely same here. Uh, I actually didn't get to play my first round of the Kyber Cup because timing with my opponent who uh, has a sick child and is all the way over in Germany made it uh, impossible. So he uh, realized he was not going to have enough time to get his games in. So he ended up having to concede and then drop. Uh, Nicholas, thank you for being willing to try and put so much effort into getting our game together. I uh, hope the kid feels better. It it sucks to have real life occasionally take uh, control like that, but uh, hopefully we will get to throw a game together when we've got free time, especially with the seven-hour uh, time difference. And my second-round opponent, also from the center of Europe, so it's... Ah! Oh, Kyber, why do you keep giving me Europe? I don't have that much free time. I'm not old <laughs> enough to play midnight games anymore. You're not uh, old enough to play old. midnight games I do. I do. You have a curfew. Exactly. Hey, you. <laughs> you have any idea how nice it feels sometimes to just be like, it's nine o'clock, I'm going to bed? Oh, I, oh. I do know how that feels. I, <laughs> I'm about to fall asleep on the couch. Um, so it's yeah. time. Good. Absolutely. Shout out uh, before we get off topic. I'd like to <laughs> shout out Justin Gearing, who I played in round three this week. He's out of Manhattan, a Manhattan Marauder in Kansas, not New York. Um, he, he cut the Depticon, and it's, uh, it's really fun to see him do well, and it was fun to play against him. Don't you can actually find his game on the Gold Squadron stream. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd uh, like to give a shout-out to two of our local players at the Game Cafe who have come back into uh, 2.5, uh, Chris and Lindsay Campbell, who uh, brother and sister duo have, who have been kind of learning strategy as they go, not afraid to uh, learn by running right into the teeth of... The way uh, we all learned. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it reminds me of when I learned by getting my teeth kicked in every week by Doug and Alex down at the Geekery. Uh, Chris and Lindsay have been putting some great ideas together. Uh, having to relearn a lot of the basics is tough, but uh, shout out to them and all new players who are coming into a complicated game right now or coming back to a complicated game and sticking with it because when it's good, this game is great, and I can't say that enough. Uh, Aaron. 
and John. Wasn't that their first game? Yeah, back? first game 2.5. Uh, Aaron Steedy, yeah. who a uh, great friend of ours, friend of the podcast, and had his first uh, 2.5 games this weekend. John, who has watched us play for months and hasn't got a chance to play, didn't even have the chance to build a list. Who is responsible for handing him that war crime of a list? No comment. <laughs> and then he beat you. That's so sad. Like you're just like, I know. Here's, here's I, this list. I was like defeated by my own ships and dials and models. Sorry, one Smittle had one of the Seriously, dials. Seriously, let's credit me as well. And two copies of Predator. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, it was all my own stuff. That you let John borrow and he beat you with it. That is just so poetic. Uh, I happen to not lose to my own dial and two copies of Predator. <laughs> I got it back for you. I got it back for you, Doug. There you go. All right. But hey, thank you all for listening. It's uh, been a wild ride. We are continuing on. We've got a points change coming up. We will also have the uh, Midwest scrub down uh, before we hear you last, uh, hear you last, before we talk to you next. So we'll talk a lot about that. For those of you who are going to be in the St. Louis area on the 21st and 22nd, if you're competing at the tournament, hope to see you there across the table. If not, there's still some sign-up room. So uh, go on over to the Midwest Scrubcast Facebook page and sign up if you're so inclined. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. And with that, for Toshi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Porg. And we're just a bunch of blathering idiots. Scrub down. Scrub down. Do it. Toshi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Toshi Station X-Wing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Toshi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.